our passage for today, continuing in John. And if you guys remember from, from last week, Pastor Scott preaching, we, we went through this, this story of, of a man who had been born blind. He'd been born blind and his disciples, Jesus' disciples came to him and said, you know, who sinned? This, this man, his parents, and, and Jesus said, neither. And it was so that God's glory might be revealed, that God's work could be done through him. And, and Jesus heals this man. And what's interesting, when he heals this man, you'd think that would be great, right? You'd think that would be like everyone would be happy. If I came across somebody who was blind and now they could see, I'd be like, that's amazing, right? Um, I, I, would, I would be happy for them. And I would be like, wow, how did this happen? And, and I, would, like, I wouldn't need much more convincing, right? Especially if I, I really knew him. But however, the, the people that Jesus was encountering in this were the Pharisees. Um, and the Pharisees saw that they were saying, who healed you? Because... Jesus did this on the Sabbath, and and they were they were upset because because they were the ones who were in charge, and they're the ones who had authority, and um, so you kind of start seeing this unravel. They're going and interrogating him, interrogating his parents, and we're we're continuing on from this story, and it's important that we understand this context as we read our passage for today, and that the people that Jesus is actually talking to as we read today, are the Pharisees. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees in this passage today. And it still, it connects and applies to us, but that's going to help us a little bit as we, we come to this passage. We're reading in John chapter 10. You go ahead and hold up your Bible. This is, this is God's word. This is God's word. And some of you got it on your phone. But it's important that we, we realize God's words like that, that place in our life. Now, this is this is a treasure that His Word speaks life into me, and I value it. I think sometimes we get this idea that, you know, well, I just I have to go read my Bible because it's almost like I'm earning brownie points with God if I sit down and read my Bible, right? Whoever whoever gets that idea, right? It's like this is just what you're supposed to do. And you want to know something? It's Jesus already did everything for us. Okay. I'm not, I'm not earning anything special with God by reading my Bible. Um, and what I'm doing when I, when I read God's word is I am in, I'm hoping to meet with God and to hear from him because he has the words of eternal life. God, God's, word speaks life into me it's it's not somehow to earn god's love or to earn favor with god but it's to remind me and to to let me know how much i'm already loved by him and that i might get that truth in me more that's why i want to hang out with god's word and that's why we encourage you as a church that hey spend some time you know uh, every day is great, whether it's just a, a verse, maybe a page, a chapter, but that you spend some time sitting with God and you say, I want to hear from you, Lord. 
I'm not trying to earn something from you in this process, but I want to hear from you. And that's, that's why we value um, God's word. Where I always want to hold it up and say, okay, this is God's word. It has a place in my life. And um, we're going to read from it today. Um, we're reading in John chapter 10. So go ahead and, and uh, um, follow along with me, if you will. It says here, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The, thieves the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to pick it up again. This charge I receive from my Father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? This is the word of the Lord. Dear God, I ask that you would speak to us through your word today. I pray that you would 
Um, lead me, Lord, as, as I teach from your word. Jesus, I invite you and your wisdom, God, to speak through me. May we hear from you. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. They says that, that word in a word there's the power to give life and to destroy it. Words cause division. They cause dissension. Because words themselves are connected to they're connected to ideas. And they're connected to a spiritual state, actually. The, the words we say and the words we receive are either bringing us closer to God or they're aligning us, drawing us away. It says here that there's the words. The, there was again a division among the Jews because of these words. That's interesting. Jesus Christ in, in John John 1, John talks about Christ. He says that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. Jesus is the word made flesh. Elsewhere he says, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. And what what we're getting at here is, is this, this idea of his voice, his, this message. I talk a lot about messages and I talk a lot about receiving God's message. Um, today, that's connecting him. That's definitely in this passage. But I want to look at a little bit of what Christ was getting at, and then we'll, we'll bring it around to where we're at. So he is, he is speaking to the Pharisees. He's speaking to the Pharisees, and um, he's telling them this metaphors, these figures of speech about a good shepherd and how the good shepherd, the good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. The good shepherd cares about the sheep. And what he is really doing, he's rebuking the Pharisees. He's essentially calling them the thieves, those who are breaking in to steal the sheep. Or perhaps they're the hired workers who don't really care. And, and there's an interesting kind of question here as, as we dig down this road. Is what was he really teaching them? What, and for me as a leader, I say, okay, how do, how do I receive this? this? This was a message actually to teachers. This is a message to leaders that he is the good shepherd and and that there are these others who are not the good shepherd. I need to remember that I myself am not the good shepherd, actually. Now, does that mean I'm a, a thief or a hired laborer? Not necessarily. The point is, though, that my job as, as a leader is not to be the one voice in your life. 
My job as a leader is to point you to the good shepherd. My job is as maybe you kind of think of it as one, one shepherd here in the middle. That's the main good shepherd of the sheep. And then you have his workers and his, his workers are maybe like the sheep dogs <laughs> or, or, or maybe just as other work. And then their job is constantly pointing sheep and say, Hey, look, there's the shepherd, follow him. And they're bringing them back around and say, follow the shepherd. As a leader, that is my job. My job is to point you to Jesus. Our, our, our job in the church, and we do this in each other's life, is that we want to teach one another to follow Jesus. And we want to, want to teach, and how do we do that? We want to teach one another, hone in on the voice of Christ in our life. We want to listen for his voice. And, and even as I'm speaking today, I'm encouraging you guys that you would listen for his voice. And, and that you distinguish that from just being my voice. That if it is God's truth that I'm speaking, that's what you follow. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, we follow Jesus. We follow Jesus. Throughout the scriptures, we see this, that there is one teacher. There's one Lord. And, and that there's even been through history and then even the early church divisions among the church. I follow this person. I follow that person. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, there's these divisions going on. But at the end of the day, Christ is the one who was crucified for us. He is the one that we follow. And that's what unites us as body. So how, how, do, we, how do we hear his voice? How do we hear his voice and how do we kind of discern in our lives these different things? Well, I think we have, first off, I want to look at these two non-good shepherds. That's a very technical term I just made up. All right. <laughs> not good, not the not good shepherds. All right. He has, he has two categories of thieves and the hired laborers. Okay, those those voices in our life and, and those and here's the thing. Any other person in your life is going to fall into these categories in some way or another. Your parents, your employer, your your teachers, your pastor, a political party, the guy that you you like to watch on YouTube, the books you read. They fall into these other categories because at the end of the day, they themselves are not the good shepherd. And, and what, what happens to us is we so, we so want to, to follow the right thing and, and we get misguided at times. And what happens is, is that inevitably that person, whoever it is, as good as their intentions might be, they are going to let you down because they're not the good shepherd. I, I think of this, the hired labor analogy makes is, is great because we look at this as, you know, you think of, of parents, you know, ultimately a good parent, their job is to grow you into a, a functioning adult where you <laughs> live on your own and that you're not dependent on them anymore. That you 
aren't looking to them for every decision that you make anymore. And actually a really good parent, their job is to grow into someone that depends on God, that leans on God, that looks to him. Right. But we have this hard time transitioning because our, we want to just see our parents as that perfect authority. And guess what? They're not perfect. They're not perfect. And they actually, they have their own needs. And sometimes when push comes to shove, their needs might win over yours. And there's, that's actually not that bad because they need to, if they're not taken care of, they can't take care of you. And, and it's, it's this, this conflict where we're like, wait, but I thought you were supposed to be everything for me, that you're going to pour out your life for me, but they're a person. And a lot of us, because we held on to those, that person so much, we, we are hurt deeply. And we're very hurt deeply because they could not fulfill everything in us could have been a relationship. You were looking for this other person and their love to be that, that love that, that fulfilled you. And they broke your heart. Or it just fizzled over time and now you have, or you, you maybe married them. And things aren't perfect because they're a person and they're not perfect. See, the point I'm getting at here is that Anybody that we cling to in our life that is not Jesus, it's going to cause some problems. There's a, it's actually, it's actually, we get down to it. There's a sense of idolatry there. And, and furthermore, what we need to watch in our own lives is that we don't try to be Jesus for other people. Okay. You can go ahead. And if you have someone in the room there with you, I don't usually do this where you can point at someone on the screen and say, you're, you are not Jesus. <laughs> okay. I'm not Jesus. I am not God. You're not God. We are his children and we are, we are his body, but we are not him ourselves. And I need to watch that. I don't try to be that for somebody else because I'm doing them a huge disservice if I am. There is one God, there is one Lord, one master. And he is the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. Let's look at how he cares for his sheep. First off, it says his, his sheep know his voice. His sheep know his voice. Are you, are you a sheep? Raise your hand. If you're a sheep, and you're like, sometimes we're like, I don't know if I know his voice very well. Well, I'll, I'll guarantee you, if you are a follower of Christ, you've heard the voice of Jesus in your life at least once. And I can, because otherwise you wouldn't be a follower of Christ. So it's a miraculous thing to decide to follow Jesus. I mean, that song, I have decided to follow Jesus. And that decision comes from the prompting of the Holy Spirit, of the word of God on your heart so you have heard it before i'm going to look through a little bit how we how we discern how we hear this but to, to discern we need to know his character first is that he loves the sheep he loves the sheep um it says and we if we look further down he says 
verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He lays down his life for the sheep. Furthermore, he comes that we might have life and that we might have it abundantly. Verse 10. And you, you get this, this picture, his, his, his purpose is also always for our good. It's a, that's in contrast to the thief coming in to kill and destroy. So he's looking out for good, our good. He loves us. He lays down his life for us. And we see him use this imagery that he is a shepherd. He also uses another, another uh, metaphor there that he is the door. That's really interesting. He's a shepherd, but he's also the door. And the way that some scholars make sense of this is that in the sheep pens, the, the shepherd would lay down in front of the opening, and he himself would be the gate. And he was the one that, through him, would then when it was safe, he would lead them out. And he was also protecting there as a door. Another idea of the door is that the door opens you up to the, the place you want to go for the green pastures is the pathway to that. So he is the door. So there within that idea, I think of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. There's a good picture of the good shepherd. His desire for us is for our good. Okay. He loves us. His desire is for our good. Now, the thief, on the other hand, let's look at what his desire is. The thief comes only to kill and destroy. And, and the hired laborer is a little bit in the middle. Right? They're taken care of, but when things really get hard and their life is in danger, then they're gone. Right? So they care only as much as it is their job to care. But as soon as real troubles are brewing, they're released from their duty. And, and so how do we discern the voice of Christ in our life from that example? Here's that, that's a, actually right there is a, a good metric to use. When you're hearing something, say, like, does this sound like God's love for me? Is that what it sounds like? Another thing we look at the thief, we think of the enemy, we think of Satan, his work in our life. He's a liar, and he's the accuser of the brethren. Right? His, what he wants to do is he wants to tear us down. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. He comes to, to steal your joy and kill your relationships. And destroy anything good that you have going on in your life. And so when we, when we start to hear voices in our life, and we can look under them and we see that that's what they're causing, we can know that's not from God. It's not from God. And we're going to use some examples here. So this is one that I think we run into a lot. I run into a lot and talking to people, and then they'll say, you know, just talked about this, reading our Bible. Well, if, man, when I don't read my Bible, I'm sure God hates me. Is that God's voice? That's not God's voice. That's not loving. Like, he, he, this idea of, 
oh man, how can, how can God love me if I don't do all the right things? Or when we start beating ourselves up and you say, oh, I'm just worthless. I can't get anything right. I'm a failure. And no one, no one could really love me. Is that God's voice in your life? I start listening for whose voice is taking place in my life. And, and that if we realize that's not a good voice, we want to listen for God, where is your voice? That same voice that I followed at the very beginning. It says, I want to follow you. What was that voice? It says, I love you. I love you in the midst of your worst sin. I love you in the, in the valley of the shadow of death. I am there with you. Okay. That's his voice. The other way the enemy comes in is that when we see things start getting hard, he sees, he'll start throwing lies about God. He'll say, God doesn't really care. No one really cares about you. No one's really looking out for you. And we'll easily get those messages. We'll easily get those coming in, especially from, man, when we're, when we're leaning on these hired laborers, right? Because at some point or another, their needs are going to come before ours. And we're going to hear in that, we'll see, they don't care about you. Which means we can imply you're not worth being cared about. And that right there is going to steal life from us. It's going to steal joy from us. It's going to steal that, that good, the goodness that God wants for us, that life and that life abundant that Christ came that we might have. It's going to steal it from us. But Jesus, Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. So we want to, man, may we hear his voice. May we undertake this work. Like, God, I want to, I want to sit. I want to listen to you. I want to hear your voice. Just as we talked about his word, this is a great way to hear his voice. Now, when I read, when I read God's word, I can read it and not hear his voice too. Do you know that? But I'm just, a lot of times, man, it may, I'm just doing it because uh, this is out of do. I might be starting with not even listening for his voice. It's like, this is what I got to do. Or we can come at it with, we're going to look for the errors in it. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not, not, not to hear from it. And sometimes it's amazing. God's voice comes through anyways. And some of us just have a really hard time focusing. That's me. I have a hard time focusing at times. And there's always something more interesting than God's voice in my life. And I need to stop and say, God, help me to hear from you. Lord, I want to hear from you. I want, may you speak to me. May you help me to focus and pay attention. I am your sheep and I want to hear your voice. I'm listening for you. I'm listening for you. And invite him to help us in that process because, man, it can be the hardest thing in the world just to pay attention sometimes. Say, God, help me to pay attention to you. And it's amazing how these, these other things can be so much more enticing, even the things that are terrible, right? <laughs> sometimes the, the, the biggest negative ideas toward us are the things that we can so easily fix on and we get stuck on and say, Lord, I want to be your sheep. 
Help me to love your voice instead. Or listen to that. That's even the reason why we, I, I like to start off at times, we start off with just this idea of thankfulness, thanksgiving, giving praise to God. Because when we're doing that, we're listening for God's voice in our life. We're looking for the things that he is doing in us and acknowledging him as God. Sometimes we can get stuck just focusing on all the things that haven't worked out yet. And then we'd start believing, is God even, is he even caring about this stuff? That's why it's good for us to remember that God loves us, that he is listening to us, that he cares about us, and that we can hear from him. And finally as well, that we could bring it back around that in our own life, that we watch for those ways that we are that a negative voice in other people's lives. And you say, I want to lead people to God's truth. I want to point people to Jesus and my words, my actions. And I need to be careful of, of trying to be Jesus for them. He is their keeper. He is their shepherd. And I can come alongside them and point them to him and love him the way that love people the way that he loves me. But I need to not try to be God for somebody else. I'm going to close this out. As, as we're praying, I want you to just kind of think through. Maybe there's one thing that, that hit on you, and, and we can talk about this a little bit more. But one thing, one thing in your life that you see is true, the voice of God that you really want to hone in and listen on. Maybe there's, maybe there's a lie that, that you've been hearing. Maybe there's a, there's a place where you've been giving uh, the enemy authority in your life. Maybe not the enemy, but maybe it's a, a good person, but you realize, like, I've been holding on to them instead of God. We all look to the good shepherd. And, and so I just want to bring those things to the table. And as we pray, say, God, may you help me to realign my heart and my mind with you. I want to cling to you. Uh, I'm going to actually close out here. I'm going to read, um, I'm just going to read Psalm 23. This is a favorite Psalm of mine. Most of you know this. A lot of you have it memorized. And as I read this, I want you to just meditate on the, the words and picture it in your mind. Picture, picture God as your shepherd. Picture you as his sheep. They're looking to him being being led by him. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.